guys, I wrote a song today what? for um for this sh- for tonight's podcast. It goes like this: We're gonna have a podcast tonight. That's it. <laughs> I thought it would be West Wing related or Galileo no. related. Yeah, I know. Really, that didn't remember that song? Any oh, I, I, I wrote one for tonight too. <laughs> yeah, Galileo, Galileo is the name of this episode. <laughs> I was it trying. It's a good one, and I'm watching it and talking it, and this is it. I don't know. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, hi. Uh, this is season two, episode nine, nine of Watch and Talk. And this week, we watched an episode called Galileo. 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 Is that what he says? I don't <laughs> We're know. We're going to keep yeah, going. Yeah, that, I didn't know that. I was it's just... nonsense lyrics. Yeah. That's obviously yeah. the, the words that they say. There's a previously on, and this week it's spoken by Charlie. It's, it's like, oh, uh, remember this plot line? Yeah, that we haven't talked about in eight episodes. Lori and she's Mallory. Just, she's the guy's daughter. She's uh, very attractive. Yeah, and for very little payoff in the episode, actually. Like, you could have got by fine without Ooh, that. They, ex- I, they yeah. say it all right at the beginning anyways. It's just an excuse for, I think, Sam to say things that he says later. And then there's a little bit of a CJ stuff where she's, like, feeling put down upon by her co-workers <laughs> that's a also the most minor of plot lines and in this made episode. to wear a hat the first scene is on the portico it's the president and cj and they're talking about galileo 5 galileo 5 yes sir just the name galileo 5 you can feel the adventure yes, indeed. nasa's great at naming things they are mercury apollo atlantis the sea of tranquility the ocean of storm so a little history the galileo spacecraft is a real thing oh there are not five of them there's only the one as far as i could tell there should be though it was the first spacecraft to orbit jupiter it was like a satellite kind of we didn't crash it in jupiter like they're doing to mars in this one but realish thing the president said it reminds him of yellow submarine it reminded me of the way folks in my generation felt when we heard yellow submarine okay we really did all want to live in a yellow submarine that doesn't quite add up to me i don't know why something this is something to do with drugs this is a drugs thing. I don't think the president's ever taken yeah, drugs. Yeah, he like gets all like hippie-ish, but I don't think he really is. Well, there was that one episode where he took drugs. <laughs> we did see what happened oh, when he true, took drugs. True, You get a little loopy. I don't think he's ever taken recreational drugs. So people like, did people legitimately like Yellow Submarine like non-ironically? I loved it, but I was a kid. Yeah, no. It's a sing-along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Are a... you about the album or the, the movie? Well, I mean... The song? No, I'm the, sure people liked it. Like, I watched the movie when I was a kid before I ever saw... No, but, like, my dad, who's not really the world's biggest psychonaut, really likes Yellow Submarine. He was, the like, song? really enthusiastic about it when I was a kid. The movie or the song? The, the movie. The album. What about the song? Yeah. Is he it, used to, like, is it play among, it on his guitar all the time. Is it among the worst songs? No. Ever? No. Or the worst Beatles songs? Well, we'll say Beatles. Certainly among the worst Beatles songs. But yeah. is it among the worst of all time songs? No. No. Please. We just listened to There's Gonna Be a Heartache Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> just a yeah, there's worst some song. really Who's bad that? songs. The Eagles. Oh. Oof. Accurately predicting how you'll feel when you hear that song. Oh, gosh. Oof. 
But the like Oof. that song had all those like little like bubbly sounds and like funny background sounds, which I think maybe at the time was ahead of its time. Well, the, like the, yeah. the verse, yeah. the verse is fine. It's not even one of the better Ringo songs, so it's already putting it pretty low in the canon. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you know, it has like the same chords as Octopus's Jungle, and I think every other Ringo song. Sorry, what song? I Octopus's like Garden. <laughs> is it not Jungle? Uh, <laughs> in <an> Octopus's Garden. <laughs> Whatever. It's been a long time. Yeah, that is a better song. It's slightly better. That is a better song. It's still not the best song. This is really off topic. (laughs) Anyway, the president has good taste in science and space. Good as in like he likes Mars? It it likes, yeah. It's it's a good planet. Yeah, Yeah, it's close. What would bad taste be in planets? You know, like Pluto, not even a planet. I don't know. True. I mean, yeah. Neptune. If you're like really into Neptune, come on. Yeah, like That's who weird. even do people care? Also, Mercury. Mercury is boring. Mercury is pretty boring too. But everyone's always like, it's in retrograde. Blah, my feelings. You know. <laughs> right. See, that would be bad taste in science. Yeah, that would be bad taste in science. And he also has great taste in units of measure by converting to Celsius in his head. No, this is a F. I don't even know what it's called. This is an F country. We do F here, okay? Don't say it. I don't care. The president thinks you have to pronounce it with the proper reverence and awe. Say the name. I said the name. Say it again. Your imagination like a child will explode with unrestrained possibilities for adventure. Galileo 5. You didn't say it right. What he means is you need to say Galileo (laughs) But CJ cannot pronounce it properly. She she says it. I. It sounds like she's trying to give it an effort, but the president says she fails. She's like, she's like Galileo. I thought she said it better than (laughs) Sam says it later. That's what I thought too. You know what? It's because she's a woman. Yep. Yeah. But the the lead up to Sam's was pretty was better. Yeah. So they go into the press briefing room, and Sam is. First, having an argument with the NASA press guy who wrote the speech that the president's going to give. They're doing like this TV event, and the president is going to be like moderating a panel with a bunch of scientists. And this guy wrote a speech for the president to kind of announce it at the top of the show. And Sam is pretty rude to him about how bad his version of it is. You mind if I give it a polish? Is there a problem? No, it's great. You mind if I change it? I'd prefer if you didn't. Just the same. Public affairs has cleared the text. If it's going to be changed, I'd prefer if the president changed it. See, that's kind of what he pays me to do, so. Look, I don't want to step on your toes. You don't want to step on mine. We're both writers. Yes, I suppose, if we broaden the definition to those who can spell. Excuse me? Yeah, he's pretty rude, Mm -hmm. although now that I think about it, it's sort of absurd to think that the president would just read your speech. I mean, that like you just you don't get to just hand the president a speech unless you're his speechwriter. Well, I mean, the and get final an edit over it like he wants. Yeah. No, the president's an actor, and if you're producing the show, I think it's reasonable you'd go, like, okay, this is the script for the show. president's no. coming in and promoting this thing. But he... This isn't like a policy speech. But the president is so responsible for his own image and like his own votes and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, I get why he would... I get why he would want to improve it with his own higher quality speech writing. But I also don't think it's crazy that this guy is like, I wrote the script for this thing. I think it's crazy that out of nowhere, a guy, Joe Schmo, NASA person, is just like, please don't edit my speech, like senior White House staff right-hand man to the president person. That's sort of 
Like, who is he? He's like, we're both writers. Yeah. <laughs> we're like both that. in the biz. So CJ brings the we're president We're both gigging. In, and they're walking through the blocking of like the setup for this. So the president's in the center. He's flanked by scientists. I think we can all agree that it's beneath the dignity of the president to be a glorified TV host. Yeah. It's probably something the president wouldn't be doing, I don't think. Can we all agree? I don't know. That seems like... Would, do you think he would just sit there and be like, I'm talking to some scientists? I mean, like, isn't the president a glorified TV host right now? <laughs> that was kind of the joke. Yeah. <laughs> CJ tells the president not to smarty pants his way through the answers and actually hand off, like do, do moderating, don't try to answer them all. This is where they talk about uh, Fahrenheit and Celsius. The average temperature ranges from 15 degrees to minus 140. That happens to be wrong. It ranges from 60 to minus 225. I converted it to Celsius in my head. That answer uh, would probably never be given to CJ in Fahrenheit anyways. I right. think the Martian's on Celsius. Well, I mean, if they're presenting it to kids, they would want to use the unit of measure they're familiar oh, with. Oh, smart. Maybe. Although and Celsius is the uh, universal measure, that's why it's so awesome space. that he converts it. Because he's like, no, we don't give these things in in Fahrenheit. That's ridiculous. In fact, we would actually give it in Kelvin, really. But whatever, it's, it's good enough. And so the president starts a trial run of his speech off the prompter, which is the one that this this good NASA guy wrote. And it is really bad. It has a lot of, uh, I think, Sam's anger at the guy. I was first like, damn, Sam's being a dick to this guy. And then when the president read, it's like, okay, yeah, this is awful. Yeah, it's bad. Good morning. I'm speaking to you live from the West Wing of the White House. Today, we have a very unique opportunity to take part live in an extremely historic event. Whoa, boy. So his is really bad, but then, and it's, you know, riddled with grammatical errors. The very unique thing always, I catch that when people say it a lot, and I always, like, I'm almost tempted to correct them. Yeah. <laughs> then I stop myself. They but. did a good, like, usually Aaron Sorkin, and I'm I'm thinking of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. That's, like, the worst title for anything. But anyway, it's so hard to say. But Studio 60 did this terrible thing where it was, like, about SNL, but it was about the process of writing an SNL episode every week. But they never showed you the episode. They never showed you, like... The, the actual shit that they were talking about the whole time it never ever ever paid off right every well every once in a while they would show like somebody in a costume and like they'd be finishing like finishing the sketch they'd say like one line and it's like i disagree sir and then the audience is just like losing their fucking minds yeah, over was, these uh, things that are obviously there's no way it could be funny under any circumstances <laughs> yeah yeah it was the worst and i that's like the thing that he tends to sometimes do like hide the thing but this is good he actually shows you the shit writing it is plausibly shit and then genuinely shows an example of way better writing coming from Sam. I thought that was like hard so, work and it paid off really well. Sam's writing is obviously better, but he starts off with a grammatical error in it. He says the he says you me and whatever whatever. Shouldn't it be you I you and I? I think so. True. The the rule I've heard about it is if you take out the other person's name, you should always use the one that would make sense. Yeah, and the the reference to yourself comes last in a list. Yeah. Right, so it's like you, me, and the subject. It's folksy. Oh, he he intentionally... Yeah, so it would be like, give give Brayden and me a cookie. Because it's like, give me a cookie. Give us cookies. Children ask for cookies. Give us a cookie. Actually, forget about this asshole. Give me a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, everybody kind of joins in on making fun of him. The president makes fun of him. President corrects him. He doesn't really make fun of him, but it it's pretty demeaning. I would feel embarrassed if I 
add that dressing down by the president. CJ makes fun of him. While we're at it, do we have to use the word live twice in the first two sentences like we just cracked the technology? Look, we're um, also broadcasting in living color, right? And then Sam just totally upstages him. Good morning. 11 months ago, a 1,200-pound spacecraft blasted off from Cape Canaveral, Florida. 18 hours ago, it landed on the planet Mars. You, me, and 60,000 of your fellow students across the country, along with astro-scientists and engineers from the Jet Propulsion Lab in Southern California, NASA Houston, and right here at the White House. We're going to be the first to see what it sees and to chronicle the extraordinary voyage of an unmanned ship called Galileo 5. And he kind of like freestyles it too. It's like off off the top of the dome. I, I felt like he'd been planning this. But he didn't write it down though. No. That's uh, pretty good. Shell and, off. And then he ends up by saying Galileo 5 in context of the sentence and the president's like hits cj and then he says he said it right <laughs> learn from him uh, and then there's the credits so pretty good opening scene it's kind of funny it's got some nasa stuff oh i wanted to mention too in the nasa thing they have a um a big circular sign behind the president and it's like a pretty decently convincing mimicry of like nasa mission patch style <laughs> it's like it's a, not the right patch i mean it's not i mean every every mission gets one okay so like they make one up for galileo 5 and it right looks reasonably authentic to the nasa style uh so good set decoration there uh after the credits they're down in the mess with uh it's josh and toby and they're, they're in the mess <laughs> that's what they call it it's a military place okay. All right. and that's like there were you in the shit yeah i was in the, I was in the yeah mess. i was in the shit spent a lot of time in the mess sloppy joes man oh, yeah i've been in the mess they're talking about time zones on mars they're like it's whatever it's noon here how can it be noon 37 on mars which makes zero sense and then toby's answer for it makes even less sense he's like the Martian day is 24 hours and 37 minutes. So it's always 37 minutes off, but wouldn't it keep like adding up over time? Didn't you say yeah. something about how they're at, they rotate on a different axis too or something? There's a lot of random Mars trivia in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> just random people just throw it into random Was scenes. He, that, were they getting at the fact that like that the probe, if it were in geosynchronous orbit, wouldn't sync up with us? It would kind of, there'd always be like this offset. So there wouldn't be like a round day that we'd be able to communicate with it? Or am I reading I, way too much? I think that? so. Yeah. I think he was just saying like, it's one thirty-seven on Mars, but it's noon here. How can that be? Mm. The 37 is weird. And for one thing, there aren't, there's no time on Mars. There's no time on no, Mars. Nobody's keeping track. There's no clocks on Mars. And another... But if there were a the person... It's, if it's, there were a person on Mars... Like in the movie The Martian. Like in the classic film, Planet of the Mars... They would have, would they have their own time? Would they have to invent a new time? Think about it. It's possible. Stop thinking about it. I looked this up. It's actually not 24 hours and 37 minutes. It's 24 hours and 39 minutes. I was going to say, that seemed like too close to 24 hours. Maybe it slowed down. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it used to be 37. I think Aaron Sorkin just fucked up. Wow, you effed <laughs> up. <laughs> Shut it down. And then there's also a small item from Toby. There's there's a story about how the president doesn't like green beans, and he's worried it's going to be a thing, which is obviously based on the George Bush not liking broccoli thing. And oh. I found the original article of when he said that in the New York Times, and it's a really funny article. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's it's very funny to read. Who leaked it? 
uh, Peggy Noonan gets name dropped. Oh, <laughs> um, she fucked up. But they they talk about it. Seems like one of those things where they're trying to like humanize the the out of touch guy because he's like he's a like a teenage boy. He's unembarrassed by hunger. He eats. <laughs> With a shoveling motion, bent over his plate, sometimes sticking a napkin into his shirt like a bib. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's got to be true. Like the way George Bush acts. It's a, like a military man. It's efficient. Yeah. Not going to waste time eating. A, so, a true sociopath. <laughs> Unconcerned about grossing out everyone else at the table. And then Leo comes in, asks Josh, to, uh, Josh and Toby to walk him back up to his office. How do you not like green beans? He's got, he's got the wrong opinion on green beans. And how do you not? They're re- very tasty. Mr. President, rethink this. Wow. <laughs> have you no A decency, Harry sir? Colbert. No? I don't no. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea what that Those is. Are, that's green beans, Mm-mm. but in Mm-mm. French. Is that it's those like big, long, round ones? Harry Colbert like a- sounds like the worst type of food. It's also the name of my new detective novel yeah. character. Yeah. What is Harry Colbert? <laughs> um, the big soup. Yeah, Harry Colbert is like it's delicious. I think they're like thinner ones. Or snap beans, as CJ yes, calls them later. Or snap beans. This this episode at times felt like everyone was just reading Wikipedia articles, <laughs> really, but in like kind the, of a, a great way. Well, as Elise discovered, this is pre. The president cheated in amassing this knowledge in advance of the press conference. thing. Oh, about Mars. Yeah, yeah. on his desk, there's a huge Mars book. Those are the well, books he that he later. wanted to read. Yeah, but he maybe that night. He already started. Maybe he read the book jacket. He did, he he had plans to read like three oh, we're not books. There we're not there. So Leo comes in and he's got a task for Toby, and he wants him to look at about putting this guy on a stamp, Marcus Aquino, not a real person. Sadly, I look tried to look him up. He only exists in West Wing wiki pages, is so I assume he's not name, real. Name of the episode, and he is a. Uh, Puerto Rican politician and Vietnam War vet that they're considering putting on a stamp and Toby's going to be looking into it but he quickly delegates that task to Josh. What are you smiling at? Nothing. I just Toby got the stamp assignment. Leo, I might need some help. Take Josh. Thanks. Congratulations. You're choosing the next stamp. But there's a problem and that he's for statehood for Puerto Rico it's assumed and that's, no, just in general. That's not he likes states. <laughs> he likes the concept of states. Yeah, they're good. It's solid. And so that's gonna it's like a political problem because that's not the official government policy. So they're endorsing his views theoretically by putting him on there. Does, is Puerto Rico an issue that people care about? I think people in Puerto Rico probably people care in Puerto about Rico. It. It's big there. Yeah. It's big It's big in Puerto Rico. On the island. On same, the, yeah. same thing with DC. Yeah. Really all disenfranchised people seem Butthurt about that. It's weird, Puerto Rico. Oh, I'm right? surprised they didn't it's mention kind of DC in this episode. Yeah. In the statehood arguments. The next scene is CJ and Toby. This is where they just drop all the Mars trivia in the world. CJ has been boning up on her Mars trivia, she says. And, and she talks about diameter and the moons, all kinds of stuff. And she is not worried about the green bean thing, even though Toby tells her to be. Says it's not going to be a deal. Toby says it is going to be. Says, check back with me in three hours. And then as he's leaving, CJ whispers to Carol. Give me information on green beans. Give me some information on green beans. (laughs) Which is a a very broad prompt (laughs) for things. Like, where do you even begin? Just Um, give me everything. (laughs) Anything you can find. 
Yeah. Uh, Toby knows his bean politics, you know? Yeah, sure. He's got a, he's got a nose for it. Yeah. What's your fact sheet on green beans? They're green. Delicious. They're good. You could put them in a casserole. You can fry them. You can steam them. Yeah. Bake them, broil them. I just eat them raw. Eat them raw. Yeah. Whatever. A lot of chlorophyll in them beans. That's what makes them green. When I was a kid, I used to eat so many green beans. My dad called me beansy. (laughs) What are the boundaries of a green bean? Like, is a pea pod a a green bean? No, right? But is like a lima bean a green bean? Oh, oh, contrary to traditional sense? No. Uh, in There's a, a bean that is in a, green. In a literal sense, it is. Is that just a it, mature? A mature? It is a. Gr- it is a green bean. Yeah, it's oh, I see what you're saying. Like but it's not a green bean. But like, if you, if you bust open a green bean, there's a little baby lima bean looking thing in there. It tastes kind of has a consistency of a lima bean. It's beanie. It's beanie. Baby. Is it a legume? <laughs> I think so. Is it, or is it just a vegetable? <laughs> Are legumes not vegetables? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> 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 then the answer doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer ever. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say about everything now. So there's Charlie and the president after that, and they're in the Oval Office, and Charlie's going over the president's day. He has a busy day full of budget meetings and stuff like that. But the president very much wants to set aside a few hours later in the night so that he can read three entire three books. books. That's about Mars. That's four them? years worth of reading for me. Yeah, <laughs> some of the best acting. And did you see? On he his puts desk, in when he when he's disappointed about the the books, the books are the size of a game box. They're enormous. They do seem like uh, pre like proof they're, copies, like pre advanced tones. copies, or like a coffee table book on Mars. Maybe they're like easy reader editions with big print, with big text, oh, lots of pictures. Maybe, yeah, maybe. yeah. Yeah, I think he would want a lot of pictures in a book about Mars. What did a whole book about? Mars? Mars? What would it'll never happen? It what would it what would be in that book? Like all of the Pictures, different I'll color bet. reds it could be. Dust. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess there's probably some like this guy discovered it and this guy was the first one to look at it through a telescope. And that like, kind of shit. And nowadays, water. Yeah. You know, this is what Martians eat and stuff like that. But unfortunately, <laughs> he, he cannot do that. Miss Landingham informs him. He has to go to the Reykjavik Symphony Orchestra at the Kennedy Center, which sounds pretty fancy. Sounds very fancy. He does not want to go, though, but Leo informs him. It seems like a thing he would want to go to. Yeah, he has very retrograde taste in music. He's a classical music purist. Especially since he just referenced Yellow Submarine. Right. I was like... And then he said, like, any music after, like, 18-something sucks. No, he means any, like, orchestral music after 1860. He didn't say that. Oh, yeah? What about the soundtrack to Lord of the Rings, Mr. President? Mm. What about that? (laughs) What about the Game of Thrones theme song, Mr. President? Yes! (laughs) So Leo says that he inadvertently upset the Icelandic government by skipping a meeting with their... uh, Who was it? Ambassador? Yeah, with their ambassador. And that... They're trying to curry favor with them because there's a mink whale hunting treaty coming up and he has to think of the whales. He said, is this a joke? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've never heard of a mink whale before today. But... Well, don't whales have like, I didn't know that they were called mink whales, but they like mink oil. That's like what they would get out of them. We didn't is that know like that. the perfume yeah. basis stuff? Yeah, we didn't know Am- that. Ambergris. Ambergris. Uh, there's a Futurama episode maybe. about it. Yes. Chris, you pronounced the S? 
Ambergris. Ambergris. <laughs> Ambergris. Sounds, Sounds fancy. Like a, like a cocktail. Yeah. That's the like... secretary for Harry Colbert, my detective novel. <laughs> Ambergris. <laughs> Ambergris. <laughs> Um, I read some fun trivia about this that the the guy's name, the ambassador, that the last name that they give translates to Olaf's daughter, and then hmm. also the first name is like oh. a fe- generally like female name. Oh, this is a thing. So in Iceland, this yeah. is Iceland. Yes. Yeah, I read an, an interesting article recently in the New York Times. In Iceland, the way that their naming um, standard is is they. Take right, so the daughter will take the name of the father and then daughter. So they don't have any consistent last names like we have a, a lot in Western culture. So they, so it's hard to tell um, what family people are from. So they have a lot of trouble in on the dating scene. Everyone is something son, oh, right. uh, because, something because daughter, class consciousness. Yes. Because it happens a lot of times where you well, no, find you out you're your dating cousin. your cousin yeah. and you just didn't realize it. Uh, so they actually made the government has a website where you could go on and find out the, <laughs> the lineage of every person there. Yeah. Because it was huh. such a serious problem. There, when my friend was just there, she was saying that there's like dating apps there that will tell you whether or not you're related to a person that you like a Tinder, but it's like, yeah. oh, don't swipe. You're related. <laughs> Useful. Yeah. Incest is kind of fucked up. So. Or fun. Whatever. We're not going to, uh, oh, we're not yeah, going to impose you know our own, our Western standards on uh, our listeners. Okay. It's the North. Yeah. It's cold once there. Once it's cold. You're like, once you're one branch over, it's fine as long as you don't repeatedly do that generation after generation, right? So it's like, it's fine. What, are the odds? what if your you just kids get like cholera or something if you're uh, incested? That, that's not the right one. <laughs> but what if you just uh, gout? You just, just just two consenting adults having a little fun. Yeah. Hey, here. one of our finest presidents tra- married his cousin. You, one of our finest. Is this you're an only child, you don't understand. Oh, but then, but then I he, have cousins. But he uh, he had that leg disease though. Was that because he was incesting? I don't know. I don't think so. Probably no. polio. No, that's not, you get polio that's from not, incest. No, that's not how it works. If you commit incest, you get polio. Yeah. Look, a lot of like people the incestors and the incestees have incested in the past and will incest in the future, and it's it's okay. There's a big no. taboo in it, but it's not so that the moral I think, story. Don't put your polio in your cousin. Don't. Mm. But they're Ugh. both people are both the incestor and the incestee. Hmm. Yeah, it's a mutual. It's a symbiotic relationship. Obviously, yeah. any sort of sexual relationship where there's a power imbalance is problematic. So I'm talking about like a father, daughter, mother, son kind of situation is going to be problematic. But we're talking about cousins, uh, you know, even uh, even siblings. Yeah. Is there something you want to like divulge here about your <laughs> no, experience I'm, with your cousins? I'm just saying we're not, we're open minded. We're not going to put a blanket uh, ban on this kind of uh, behavior I mean, on our podcast. Like. If you're blood related, there shouldn't That's too be any strict. panky. How many generations were because every you're everybody's yeah, cousin. We're all blood yeah, guess what? How you many- <laughs> did the bad thing. We all go back to Noah or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if you can trace it through like easily, you know, not you don't have to like If you go- show up at the same family reunion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if you have to go to ancestry.com, maybe you're okay. <laughs> but if you you're like, oh, you're like my first cousin. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants. Mm, that's gross. So a bunch of national security people come in for a intelligence brief. And I like the 
little interaction with Leo he has here where he's like, this is going to be a thing. Like, serious face here. I know we were talking about cousin fucking, but <laughs> this is going to be a real deal. It's getting real now. And oh, there's well, a... But when they but before they start talking about this, they show his desk and they show the Mars book, but they also show the pictures on his desk. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but there's only a picture of Abby and then one of Zoe and then him and Abby. And that's it. The other daughters are for sure retconned. Well, <laughs> the they show. mention them. Like, there's always a discussion. There's no other daughter. Da- there's of, no other daughter. They haven't mentioned them yet. He does in this episode. No, no, he says my there's, kids. There's no other daughters. Oh. Yeah. There's other daughters. There's no other oh. daughters. There's Get just ready, the one. Braden. There's just there's the other one. Daughters. No, there's just one. There's they haven't good... mentioned anything else. No, there's no the other, other ones aren't there. Yeah. Huh. So there's, and then so yeah, the guys come in. He gets pre-warned by Leo, and then the president gets to look like omniscient because he's like, "There was an explosion. Tell me more." <laughs> but he just found out about it like four seconds ago from Leo. I thought that was great. So there's an explosion in a an oil refinery. Or so we think. Bum, bum, bum. But there is no oil refinery there. It's a ghost <gasps> oil refinery that's on fire, which is even spookier. <laughs> and it's Leo like, pieces yeah. together pretty quickly that it's a missile silo. And they there's like a a fire going on. And they're like, did a nuclear bomb go off? We can't tell. <laughs> like, we don't know. I think it would be somewhat more obvious, maybe. But... um. They're going to get a report together in... Uh, One hour. Then, then, Leo, then Leo gets to do his 30 minutes. I don't know. Let so me let me look ever... at you real meaningfully. Yep, we can do it. Does yeah, this, this happen ever? Slight nod. To anyone at work, this never ha- has never happened to me where I'm like, I'll, I can have this done in one hour. And they're like, no, 30 minutes. 15. That happens to me all the time. Really? Weird. Okay. Like, I know how long it takes me to do something. And you, I'm always working as fast as I can. So no, no, like, no, like a, a client will be like, uh, can I have this like this agreement drafted? And you're like, yeah, give me a couple hours. And like, I need it in like 30 minutes, you know, and you're like, yeah, OK. So I have vendors where they'll say, like, I'll get you this by like the afternoon or end of day. I'm like, I really need this by this morning. You know, like that. Well, there, you're the one doing that. Then. But like you're the doer. But never like give me an hour. No, you have 15 minutes. Uh, well, I think there's a. Yeah. The difference there is the, the implication specific- with that's like. I need to do five minutes of work for you, but I can do it sometime in the next four hours. So I'll get that for you in four hours. This is like going to take them an hour to put together. And they're like, you don't have an hour to put this together. Like do whatever you're going to do faster. And isn't that kind of irresponsible too? Cause it's like, you're doing Rush research and due diligence. Yeah. To like ascertain what happened here. And it's like, no, just jump to a conclusion. Yeah. Like there's, so in the, same instance where i would like tell one of the vendors that i work with or something that they need to get something to me faster there's also a lot of implications there of like if i rush them and quality suffers now it's my fault because i've rushed them if they've told me they can't do it so it's the same sort of thing it's like the quality of their work is probably going to suffer if you give them half the time yeah and i always tell my clients like you i cannot vouch for this being enforceable in a court if if you don't give me the full hour, I, I can't it. vouch for enforceability, bro. No. Are you guys frequently dealing with like Russian rogue nuclear fires when you're dealing doing it, this? That's very common in the leather handbag industry. <laughs> <laughs> so those guys all leave to go write their book report or whatever. And the president gives a speech about Galileo and he has the most vocal fry I think he's ever had. He's Galileo, Galilei. Galileo. Galileo. Sat in a cathedral in Pisa, 
He watched the lamp suspended from the ceiling as it oscillated back and forth. He used his pulse to keep time and discovered that the period of oscillation was independent of the size of the arc. He loves that guy. Yeah. And what can, who who names their kid Galileo Galilei? Yeah. <laughs> it's a stupid name. He's yeah. going to get beat up at school. Like, what if, if you come up with the name Galileo and you're like, oh, I love this name. It's such a good name. And you're like, I can't think of another so, name. So nice we used it twice. Let's just, yeah, do it again. But it's not the same, though. It's not Galileo Galileo. It's like, how can we make it as close to this awesome name as possible? Let's just change like one letter. <laughs> so the president drops basically like a biography on Galileo in this scene. And then Leo mentions that he wants a broader theme for the classroom thing that they're they're setting up for later. So he doesn't want to just talk about the scientific facts. He wants to like tie it into something more generally applicable. So the next scene is Donna and Josh. This is a Donna giving an explanation of an issue to the other person. This is every Donna and Josh plotline so far in this entire show, I think. It's very useful. Yeah, it's, it's about stamps. Uh, this is, they don't even talk about the word, uh, the particulars of the guy from Puerto Rico in this scene. This is mostly just about how a stamp is made, which <laughs> should have been like a, a schoolhouse rock or something. Basically, she says, like, oh, yeah, people ask if they can get stamps made of stuff. That's really all the info they give. <laughs> they don't really give much of the process here, though, do they? No, it's mostly Donna using the word philately. Philately's fun, Josh. I'm sorry. What's fun? Philately, stamp collecting. Okay, be careful how you say that word. It's an SAT word for sure. And then Josh making fun of the, that it maybe sounds like fellatio, which it doesn't really. I mean, I guess a little bit perform philately yeah that's, no that's i don't think bad. so do you know what i think goes kind of unnoticed is that every project that donna works on she gets like so psyched about and she's such a nerd about it and researches the hell out of everything she's kind of like the dream employee right it's good totally like i wish i had a donna working with me who is that much of a nerd anybody who used the word philately yeah good employee this guy that they're Little? talking about does not seem like he warrants being on a stamp, if I'm being honest. What do you have to do, though, Because I mean, he on a likes stamp? states? No, it's like... You don't like states? He was a... What, are you biased? You know, a decorated, but not exempt... Like, he was a guy who was in the military, and he like did well, but there's thousands of those, especially in a big war. They have a Lunamoth stamp. And, and he was like a member of Congress. So it's like, does ev- is, baseball a lot of players that- have stamps? Yeah, but like Jackie Robinson, not like every she goes through a player. list later of of how totally meaningless you can be and still have a stamp. I'd imagine it's political interest group aligned. It's like pulling weight for a community or something. But I don't know. There's, this guy is. A, uh, they There's could like have played up his singer. his. If he's going to be a fake person, make him more deserving of being on a stamp. <laughs> Than being like, oh yeah, he was a guy in Congress and he was in a war. Yeah, that's that's most of the people in Congress. When we get to that scene later, I'll I'll mention something, but I'm saving it. Okay. So CJ and Toby's after that. The the green beans are officially a thing now. So they're worried that Oregon is going to be mad. Uh oh. Or Oregon, Oregon. How do you say it? I don't usually. Nevada. Hmm. It's another one. 
So Oregon is mad because they are a huge producer of green beans. They're a huge producer. Big bean. And the president weirdly somehow only won Oregon by 10,000 votes. And that's like a 60-40 Democrat state at this point. So things change. CJ's got to deal with it now. So it's she should have got ahead of it. Um, so they, I guess there was an anonymous leak about green beans is the setup for the story <laughs> in the beginning. There was, yeah. And we learned later who it was. Big leaks. And then some, uh, for some reason, at the end, even How though does he feel about leaks? Who the president? This the Bartlett president? Yeah, he doesn't like green beans. He hasn't mentioned anything about leaks. I guess there was there was a couple leak plot lines so far. Right? <laughs> I get it because it's no, a, he's saying it's like a vegetable, vegetable leaks. <laughs> oh, I get it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But that is a really good question. How does he feel about leaking to the press? (laughs) I I know how this president feels about leaks. There was the one where he wouldn't fire that one lady for the vice president meeting leak. Remember, he had like an argument with the vice president in a meeting, and there was a thing with the lady. That just—that's why I was thinking. I mean, grilled the grilled ones. I have to say, though, like leaks (laughs) add a really robust flavor to soups. They're very robust. Yeah. I went to a place before, and they served me, like, an entire leek roasted. A leekateria? And it was, was like, good? impossible to eat. Oh. Because it's so stringy. Yeah. I couldn't even, like, cut it. What does a leek look like? Is it a bulb? It's like a giant scallion. Kind of, yeah. Flatter. Yeah. Like, yeah. And at the end of the scene, Toby calls CJ dumb. He mentions his SAT scores in reference to her. I don't think anything she did was particularly dumb, other than like not taking his advice on this. But this starts a she's just not of, as uh, hot on the bean politics yeah. as Toby, but not not many people are. He's yeah, he's up on it. Yeah. Wait, is this where someone says something about an Appalachian council? This no, the that's next the uh, next bizarre reference that nobody understands. Yeah. Algonquin round table. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, close enough. Same thing. Uh, it's exactly season one. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, so CJ and Lee is after that. Uh, she has to go to the symphony <laughs> with the president, uh, the Reykjavik symphony. Uh, Sam is going to go, and also Mallory's going for some reason. So Mallory's she was. Up. She used, Remember, she was in the show before. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she was in the previous season. So yeah, she has she the show previously on. So CJ... She doesn't want to go because... I can't go. Why not? There'll be State Department people there. Yeah? I just added a new deputy. Most of the people I interviewed were from State. The Kennedy Center's going to be packed to the Potomac with people I just rejected. So is the bar at the Four Seasons. What do Leo. I be there? Tell Sam. Yeah. Uh, Classy lady. Like... No, he's saying she's not calling her loose. He's calling her... <laughs> tight? He's calling her tight, yeah. <laughs> He's saying, like, you so tight, boo? You stuck up. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And then Sam comes up, and this is where he's he's excited to be working on the broader theme for the speech. And he's like, this is awesome. This is so great. We're going to give it the energy do the moment. And I think it's incredible the president's asked the two of us to privilege. And we should attack with energy do the moment. Which I do not know what that <laughs> phrase means. No, that can't be what he actually says. It says some, it's, there was, like, missing an article in the middle of that sentence. Like, energy do to the moment or something. Or it's a quote. I can't. I don't know. That's just hard cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, he doesn't want to go because Mallory's going to be there he, after he finds that out. So he's really excited and then immediately does not want to go. And then CJ, yeah, CJ says, Well, I'm afraid as we used to say in my hometown, that's just hard cheese. 
That's a real Algonquin round table you grew up with, CJ. Which is a thing for... <laughs> is it? What is it supposed to mean in context? <laughs> it means that uh, that's the kind of cheese that you need to grate. Oh, I, th- I think it's like a synonym you for... You need to get um, a grater. You can't just eat that cheese with a... I'm sorry. It means mm-hmm. tough nuggies. I- but I... <laughs> it just means... <laughs> it does. It means tough nuggies. But, like, I can find lots of creative ways to eat a hard cheese without any utensils. I'll Gnawing just use on my it. mouth. Yeah. Wow, that's just hard cheese. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Well, I guess that's just hard cheese then. <laughs> Guys, I'm dying to know what an Algonquin round table is. <laughs> get that joke everyone laughs and i don't get it where's algonquin algonquin isn't that like a native american tribe who is algonquin (laughs) okay that's your guess what's your guess um algonquin like an eskimo something eskimos related to eskimo native american eskimo what what do you think oh gosh i'm gonna have to go with uh, it's arthurian Oh, that's what I was going to guess, too. Uh, actually, my, my guess will be, even though I can read it, my, my joke guess will be that it's actually, t- it's Al Space Gonquin, <laughs> a famous table maker. Would, would that be the name of the episode, if it were true? <laughs> so it's a, uh, the Al Gonquin Roundtable was a celebrated group of New York City writers, critics, actors, and wits. New York City? From 1919 to 1929, who met, met for lunch every day at the Algonquin Hotel. Oh, of course. Oh. It's the old, uh... Wait, hold on. Can we please look up the origin of the name, the Algonquin Hotel? It's a historic hotel located at 59 West 44th Street in Manhattan. Um, it's a... Archit- I don't know. Oh, uh, Frank Case, upon discovering that the Algonquin tribes had been the first residents of the area, uh. persuaded the owner to christen it the Algonquin. So the Eskimos. I think J- <laughs> Jason was maybe a so little closer. So basically we were all right. But... Yeah, they didn't have the round table. We definitely are. So, oh, yeah. Spot on here. But at least the, the source of the word Algonquin you had, right? Interesting. Very interesting. But uh, Sam calls CJ dumb like Toby did. He does not. He says something about the Algonquin round table. He said that's a which, real... Which, if you even get the reference, implies you are not dumb. I would really like Good listeners point. to tell us if they know, knew what that was. The Algonquin. Algonquin round table. I feel like my uh, all the dads listening. No. I want to be in the group of people that get invited to that for being a wit. Yeah. <laughs> not like, oh, I don't write. I'm not an actor. I'm not a politician or anything. I'm just, would you I'm say, just a known wit. You just say good words. That would you say enjoy. that Samuel Clemens trans- transcended just being a mere writer and was known as like a wit? There's no one called Samuel Clemens. I'm sorry. What? Is that Mark Twain? Yeah. No, I think he's author first. Is he? Yeah. All right. You wrote the great American novel. One of them. Yeah. He's <laughs> count as a count as a writer then. Um, I think maybe Chris Hitchens maybe. <laughs> a wit? Yeah. No, he's more of a essayist. Yeah, I think he's a writer. Yeah. Wait, what was it? Authors, writers. Yeah, ri- like a- writers, critics, actors, and wits. And and tweeters. Yeah, tweeters are probably our modern day witticists. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. Uh, anyways, like we're wits. So yeah. they go down so to the sit room. I don't think you can declare yourself a wit. No, I've totally. just done it, Eric. I've just done That's it. So you bestowed upon you. Yes. They go down to the situation room. Something that really caught my eye. I'm pretty sure I can't verify this because it was in the background and it was like blurry out of focus. 
But I think there's a picture of Bill Clinton on the wall, the Situation Room, <laughs> which makes zero sense. That is just hard cheese. <laughs> is this taking place in the future? Right. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, line up to maybe like Earth got reset or something. I don't really know what happened. <laughs> it it really throws off the timeline that I've been Mars working under in this show. Had something to do with it. I don't know what, but something. Galileo mission goes horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. So they determined that what happened was that the missile part of a missile blew up, not the warhead. Um, so there's, I guess. I'm putting together the two different parts. There's a thing that delivers the warhead, and that's the missile, and it's explosive to a degree too. But there's also like the nuclear bomb on top of that, that is the like really big explosion part. So like the little explosion went off inadvertently. So like the rocket fuel blew up, not the right the plutonium. Yeah, and they mentioned, they mentioned later it was like liquid hydrogen or nitrogen or something like that. So that's just a brief update on that. But then the president gets a note that Galileo is, like, missing, essentially. Like, they lost communications with it, and they don't know how to get in touch with it again. So that throws everything about their planning for the next day into disarray. Was was there presumably a Galileo 2 through 4 happening? One can presume. Do you think they all just crashed and disappeared, too? Uh, no, I would think they, uh, you know, accomplished their mission. Yeah, good for them. Mm-hmm. Put them on a stamp. Yeah. So there's Josh and Donna yet next. Uh, there's more stamp talk, um, but this is more <laughs> about the uh, the guy. Who, this is more about the Puerto Rican statehood issue. That's more stamp talk. <laughs> not not so much about the stamps in this one. Um, so the guy is pro Puerto Rican statehood. Puerto uh, Rico is tyranny. Donna. Donna is so yeah. passionate about all of the issues. Donna she's right. is all of us. She's already. Put her, put she's going to be. Stamp. She's going to be a leader. Put Donna on the stamp. Well, Josh yeah. says that earlier, yeah. and she's like, "Okay." This sounds, <laughs> she's like, "I'm pretty okay. I'll do it." <laughs> yeah, Donna's going to be like the George Washington of the Puerto Rican Independence War. <laughs> she's going to lead the revolution. Yeah, let's make it a Puerto Rican. I think they probably should be a stamp. Or <laughs> Puerto Rico should be a stamp. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, let's give them stamp. Puerto Rico should be a state. Because why Puerto not? Puerto Rico. I think D.C. should be a state. I think Port- more states. What's your favorite song about yeah. Puerto Rico? Well, Guam, guys. My heart's devotion. Okay, maybe not Guam. <laughs> How many people live in Guam? There's like four people in Guam. I think... No, I- there's like a... The thing I know about Guam... What do you know? You don't know a, th- a Guam thing. Here's what I know, is that I I produced windows for Guam for their retail, hmm. so a retail store. So, so they have windows. So they have a mall. You can be sure they, they that they have, they have, have windows. And... Yeah, they have a coach store in Guam. All right. So I know that. I saw what, a great what about coach American bag Samoa? Yeah. on the uh, I think if you have... internet this week. Someone got a, uh, his wife a coach bag and he citizens. took a photo of it. It was great. But it was just a bag with the guy's face from that TV show, Coach. Oh, this is a very old joke. Yeah, he was, he was, he he got divorced. No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's the update. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that guy's dead now. Wow. He died. Mur- murdered he died. by his was wife. It, was it murder? The coach did it. The coach did it. Yeah. Was he in cahoots with the wife? Yep. Wow. They were having an affair. Wow. This sounds like a case for Harry. She fell in love. <laughs> She fell in love with him looking at her bag. Amber, get the files. <laughs> I was looking at designs for what the 
flag would look like with 51 stars on it. And there's some really pedestrian ones. It's just like, add another star, which seems like the... Just put like a big star yeah, there in was... the middle of all the stars. Do you know what needs a rebranding more than anything right now? America. America. The American flag <laughs> is terrible. It is. It is. It's asymmetrical. Yeah, it's it doesn't. Dumb. I don't it's got have... like tiny details on it that you can't really make out from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. No. Also, we need something like three dimensional now. No, I don't. No have more. A we don't need a flag anymore. No, you still need like a patch to put on your like military and stuff. Okay, but depict it in from different angles. It's exciting. It's right. like yeah, make it dynamic. It, it should can... be a logo. It should be an animated not GIF. A, not a... It doesn't have not to be square. Rectangle. That's true. What's, what's the national yeah. animated GIF of the United States? Oprah when the bees come out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think it's like blinky blonde guy. Uh, I would like No, the... that was just this past couple weeks. You cannot just erase <laughs> Oprah and the bees come out. Wait, can we, can I we would drop like animated t- now? From oh, animated yeah. GIF? You could just <laughs> assume. <laughs> Did I miss that memo? Yeah, That's good. no one says animated anymore. It's assumed. I I made a GIF like a non-animated GIF like two days. What? That the setting pic- happened to be on GIF for paint. Save us. Change us. You still use paint? I paint at work. Hell yeah. When I screen grab to share with you. Yeah. 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 I paint. What else are you gonna wow. use on a on a PC? Yeah, Photoshop. Photoshop. I have that shit installed on my lawyer computer. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Toby comes up to Donna and Josh, or mostly just talks to Josh, I believe, briefs him on Galileo and raises the possibility that they have to cancel the classroom thing for the kids. Womp womp. Too bad. If there's no satellite images, you can't, got nothing to show those kids. Um, CJ comes up and talks to with Sam here, and they're both decked out for the the symphony later. I have a question about this. Do people still dress like this for this was like in the nineties? Because we have a Kennedy Center. This is fancy. I went to Lincoln Center the other day. Is that as fancy as the Kennedy? That's a different president. That's a totally, totally different president. You're not a politician, right? Like if you were like a local politician in New York, you would not go to like not looking like this right now. Yeah, but I don't know if you'd wear black tie. Did you go to a opera? The ballet. Okay, that's pretty fancy. And people wearing jeans and t-shirts. What? Yeah. People wearing jeans. This culture is going to hell. I mean, it's jeans and sweaters because it was really cold Was out. anybody wearing those like fashion sweats? I like do. athleisure. With like the bundle <laughs> Actually, ankle. Actually, everyone was wearing the whole collection of Yeezy. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a tattered sweatshirt. Street- oh, yeah. It's because it's like the runaway like a, video. Like a nude color. <laughs> Kanye made that video with all the ballerinas in it, That's... and it got everybody really into ballerinas. Yeah. Thank you, this... Kanye West, for making ballet cool. Supreme ex Lincoln Center. Yeah. Yeah. He just takes things that were already, people already liked, and then and then makes people like them again. Plays them a little faster. Yeah. Up. <laughs> They're going to this thing. Sam's super fretting about Mallory, and they kind of recap why it's it's basically that after the Lori photo was printed, he never so he called. didn't tell her he that there was the Lori photo. I assume she found out about it. Yeah, but um, why? Well, they he I guess they were I, cor- they were according. They were at according. the time. Yeah, and they were arguing at the time. Accordant. Accordant. We, we wondered about this, and now this has answered a question that we asked, but that I've never cared about. In watching this show casually. No, I was never like, 
oh, whatever, whatever happened to that plot line. Yeah. So Sam just never reached out to explain why he has a photo with Lori. Um, never. Although I assume that there was some defense given by the White House that was probably pretty close to the truth of like, oh, they're just friends. Do you think it was, uh, oh, like you don't have a photo with a hooker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam and Mallory never called him. So there, there's just uh, un- things unsaid between them and it's built up over time. And now she's dating somebody else and Sam's freaked out about but it. But just to make him jealous. Maybe. They do a cool transition in this one, so it's... Uh, yeah, they walk right into the other. Yeah, CJ and Sam walk by, and like the camera just like stops in front of Leo's office and then goes in, and it's Margaret and the Russian ambassador in Leo's office, and she's being super, super awkward with they her. They used to do these more, right? Like These do all these long shots of walk and talks that were one take, and it's been so long. Yeah. It was nice to see it in the middle of season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's show offy. It looks cool though. Yeah. Might as well do it. I don't think they've ever stopped really walking, talking. But the transit, the one where they like merge scenes together, is not something they do super often. So Margaret can't really hold a conversation with this lady. She's pretty short with her and doesn't want any water or anything. And so she leaves her alone. I think that would be like against protocol. No, immediately I was like wrong. To leave the like Russian ambassador in the chief of staff's office. With, like, no. And the photos of like the missile silo are on the desk and stuff. Yeah. And his screensaver <laughs> with various military paraphernalia. Yeah. So that's first Margaret majorly screwed up there. And then Leo comes in. And I think this is going to be a scandal. The chief of staff meeting with the Russian ambassador. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I that immediately was like, crazy. <laughs> Congressional uh, this, investigation. Uh, this administration wants to close in ties with Russia. In an interesting parallel. But, guys, can we, can we just be honest and be like, this is it's kind of bullshit. What? There needs to be more to it than like, oh, so-and-so met with the Russian ambassador. Like, that's the point of the Russian ambassador. I mean, that's only a deal because they said they didn't. Yeah. That's only been a big it's deal. It's not the crime, it's the cover up. Because they lied about it. No, it, it, yeah, that's their it's job, but why did they dumb. why did they lie? Yeah, why did they lie? Let's find that out. I don't know. So the, the Russian ambassador and Leo start talking and she's I don't know if this is a diplomatic technique, but she's pretty flirty. You look handsome, Leo. Thank you. You look very nice yourself. You get more handsome every year. And you're having your suits handmade now. Nadia, are you hitting on me? I was sorry to hear about your divorce. Yeah, she's like, ooh, you look so fine. And I heard you got divorced. Yeah. Nice suit. That handmade. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, I'll give you a handmade. What? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think she's just trying to, like, schmooze him, or do you think she's actually interested? I think she's trying to, like, distract. Yeah. You know? Well, it's also trying to develop the intrigue that they have, like, a longstanding relationship. Yeah. It adds a lot of depth to it, which is good. So they start talking about the fire, and um, she initially gives the, uh, it's an oil refinery defense, and the, but Leo has art. He has some keyhole <laughs> satellite photos. Um, I looked this up. Um, this is something they, they say a lot on this show. They say keyhole satellite photos. It sounds photos. good. It's a, it's a classification. It's like a program of U.S. spy satellites. They're called like the keyhole satellites, and there's a bunch of them. So it's actually like a real thing. There's uh, KH1 through 13. 
Wasn't it like a lot of the photographs are either circle shaped or triangle shaped? So when you overlay them, there's sort of like a keyhole. <laughs> really? I just made that up. You, Ooh, you that was good. I believe that. I believe it. Yeah, that was I like, real. I got two of you. <laughs> that was real good. You gotta watch what you're saying there. That watch it. Real. I'm very gullible. <laughs> Same. Someone once told me they took the word gullible out of the dictionary, and I believe them. <laughs> no. They did, though. Yeah, it's out. Huh? <laughs> so, the this lady's caught here in a lie, and then she just kind of says, I'm not permitted to talk about what you're asking me about. So, And then Leo gets up in her face a little. Would you point, please, to the oil refinery in these pictures? And he says that we can help if you just ask us to help, but we're not going to like invade your country to put out a fire for you. Is it that? Is there, need is there special fire we suppression techniques? Help, he says. You know, we train guys. He's really concerned that they let us do this. If if a nuclear warhead was in like a hot fire, it still wouldn't set off, right? Are you guys nuclear physicists? At least, what this? do you think? Huh? If a, so, uh, if a hot <laughs> fire, because like the the reaction that sets off a nuclear bomb is like more than just like it's not like it's more holding than a hot up. fire. You don't put a fire or you two don't just like put it isn't like a fire. long fuse. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you push down like it a plunger. Isn't like a long stick and no, you like, hold it no, over it's, the campfire. It's like a box with a T sticking out of the top, and yeah. you push down on the T. <laughs> so there must be like some like electronic sequencing or something that happens. So well, maybe. If you just because like there's like hydrogen everywhere, it's probably in a a pretty highly fire rated container. But it's not we like don't a know. fuel though, right? It's the answer. It's a reaction. Yeah, it's not like a spark is going to set it off. I thought any introduction of energy, like so, sort of like a, it's like those glues where you have the A glue and the B glue, yeah, and you open like, them both up a, and mix them together. That's epoxy. That's epoxy. But it's it could be glue. like that's kinetic a, energy, That's just too. a fancy glue. Guys, you're all like, oh, oh, that's epoxy. Epoxy is just a fancy glue, okay? Guess what? I just blew your mind. No. It's like a super permanent. Well, I'm cleaning up your mind now from the floor. Where <laughs> that's really polite of you. So just what, got but blue. what I'm saying is I don't think there's any chance that the warhead's going to go off. I, there, I mean, there's a chance. <laughs> Unless you mix all the glues. No, but that's, but that's part of the problem with with these like aging warheads it's like the safety mechanism for keeping them inert while they're stored right. in the silo starts to sometimes be faulty or break down or whatever. What I've learned from movies is that anytime there's an explosive, you have to be very careful Speak and you're quiet and you can't touch anything. You got to move slowly. I and too like so, movies. You want to, you want know. to cut the red wire. <laughs> yeah. That'll help. Or the blue one. Yeah. And everyone who who does the wire cutting needs to have, shake their hand really tight. And you're wearing carefully. gloves, maybe. Yeah, maybe you are. Usually, yes, because you don't want any of the um, the explosive juice mm-hmm. on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a technical term. I can't get into the details now. What that means? Oh, I, I just thought of a couple. There, I have a couple more reference points for nuclear bombs. So there was a five-hour Dan Carlin episode called "The Destroyer of Worlds." Oh, serious episode. Super serious, ser- good episode, so, Mr. Carlin. So so good. Uh, definitely take half a day out of your life and listen to that <laughs> it'll freak you the fuck out and there's also this website where you can like pick a select box thing that's like 
all the different makes of bombs like ever made in the United States and Russia. And then you can overlay it on a Google map and it will show you like where the blast radius is of the different types of fireballs that this thing would create. And so it's like this one is like pure incineration. This is like everything within this would catch on fire and everybody within this would get radiation poisoning. Um, Neat. I would like not. I would rather not. So being where we are, uh, being able to look out the window and see the Freedom Tower, (laughs) we are (laughs) extremely screwed. How close are we to freedom? Not very. Oh, or no, too too close. Too close to the freedom of sweet sweet death. (laughs) Cool. That's the name of a bomb. Sweet 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 death. death. (laughs) Sweet sweet death. Okay, so that's that's all my uh, all, all my bomb trivia. Guys, if for this if week. you were Oppenheimer, what quote would you have said dramatically? I, I would have been I like, think he nailed it. He I pretty much nailed it. Yeah. I would have looked up like a much more wicked quote. <laughs> I am then I am death, destroyer of worlds. I, it would, mine would have been like, <laughs> I have become death. I am become death. <laughs> I would have fixed three times. I would have fixed the grammar. <laughs> I have become death. First of all, I would pick a grammatical. Well, no, it's, I, it's what about a, I, I be am. Death? I am become death. That's what I'm saying. I would yeah. fix. Oh, it. you would add to have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. Am. Am. Where do you, Where do you get that from? People don't talk like that. Are there scarier words and like am? destroyer? <laughs> yeah, than am destroyer. Like you would say, like in am, like jam, like ram. Yeah. Lamb. I've... Those are just words that rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, what's the Ozymandias thing from from Watchmen? It's Isn't like, that the one? Uh, it's like look upon look upon my oh, works, oh, mere oh, mortals, and despair. Yeah, and despair. That's a pretty good one too. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good one. Also applicable for the same situation. Totally. <laughs> Did he say that too at the same time? No, that was when he dropped the giant like squid monster on, uh, the, on the planet. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers for the end of a comic book from thirty years ago. <laughs> um. So there's the after but that. When you drop a squid monster, you want to have a badass thing to say. Boom. It's pretty good. Yeah. You can't just say, like, I squid you. (laughs) I squid you good day. You've been (laughs) squidded. So there's the motorcade after that. They're on the way to the Kennedy Center. Uh, The president and Charlie are both in tuxes, I believe. I know the president is. I believe Charlie is, too. It's a pretty cool job. You get to wear wear a tux. I've never worn a tux. Is it? Pretty cool job. You get to wear a tux. <laughs> I mean, as an adult man, you could just go get a tux. I could. A tux. But then where would you wear okay, it? You're starting a new gig. You should show up your first day in a tux and just set Smart. the precedent that you are like a guy you're who a wears a tux guy. I'm a tux guy. Yeah, you're a tux guy. Every day. And then do you have tux. do you have like five different tux? Um Are you expected you to change tux? You could change tux. They're all identical. <laughs> At least do all tuxedos have tails? Do you no. always tuck it in? Is that why it's called a tux? Good. No. It's like with tails, if you have if you have tails, that's like more of a morning coat. Oh, okay. Yeah, when a morning. Oh, you. Yeah, they used to wear wear them traditionally oh, for you. morning. <laughs> yeah, oh you. Oh you. Oh you are. So the president really doesn't want to go to this being dead. this oh. symphony here. It's um. He's not a fan of modern music. Modern music is cool. Modern music sucks. Anything written after eighteen sixty sucks. Or modern orchestral music i guess is the phrase not classical he's a very old man he misuses the classical thing right now yeah. he says all written all music written after 1860 sucks tell that to a little band called smash mouth yeah <laughs> that that was the right choice <laughs> it took me a second Thank I, you. I landed on it <laughs> i was gonna go three doors down. No, you no. hit it you fucking nailed it Bro. i'm sorry what about creed are we just no we did that? it please <laughs> 
So uh, I guess what what happened in 1860? I guess the Civil War. Hmm. No, no good music was written after that. It was only only pan flutes that he likes. War music was the good times. Well, that was when they invented the electric guitar, and everything's been garbage since. I, I still they like invented- the the guitar. <laughs> The piano was in the late 1700s, right? So he's not talking about the piano. No, he said 1860s. So what, yeah. they invented the electric guitar. No. That, no. <laughs> that would that would have been the 40s. Gullible. I don't think they had electricity acoustic. yet. I oh acoustic guitar. Yeah. An acoustic guitar. Yeah. There you go. There is like four small pieces that they're showing, and then there's going to be an intermission, and then there is a new piece by uh, Icelandic composer that. He was so excited the president was going to come that he's rewriting it until 6 p.m. that day. Is that enough time for the musicians to relearn something? Was that a joke? If you're good enough. They're just sight reading it. They're just playing You can loose. sight read it, yeah. I would think if you're like in a symphony orchestra, your sight reading skills It'll be are less tight than if you could practice it exactly. But Yeah. So they cut inside. <laughs> Sam is looking uh, mournful over a balcony with a flute of champagne. Um, everybody's walking by and saying, "He's a like, popular fellow." Hey Sam. Hey Sam. Hey Sam. Hey Sam. Yeah. It, if you don't want to talk, go to the bathroom. It bro. must really suck to be famous. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. very attractive. Yeah. Hey Sam. Well, that's one usually. All, all those, old, yeah, very all those old men were hitting on him. I yeah. know. I'd give it a try. You know, yeah. just see what that's all about. Yeah. <laughs> Three people say hi. Hey Sam. Hey Sam. How you doing, Sam? And then a fourth person says hi. Hey Sam. And it's Mallory and Sam gets kind of freaked out and he turns around and throws his champagne into In the, the garbage, garbage and it shatters and she's like good <laughs> it's cool good thing <laughs> you told me you didn't drink i respect that <laughs> he's trying to keep up like a massive lie or something so the first thing sam says is all the information he's been holding everything, back everything <laughs> yeah it's like a, i was the one who was the one who was sad and damaged <laughs> yeah you should have called me mallory is dating a hockey player named richard and Andrew Chuck, which I, I is best name of the week, I guess. I guess. It's, it's, I'm not. I don't are, know. Well, there is one Galileo. Late, CJ. CJ's, Galilei. Uh, really? CJ's guy later too. Really? Has a Galilei? pretty funny name. Oh. oh, Tad. I hate Tad. Tad Whitney is Ugh, a very tad. shitty guy. He's name. such a Tad. So uh, like Bradley Whitford is that is a Theodore? Is that Tad? Is oh, I don't know. I just assumed that Tads were just Tads. Because you wouldn't name your son Tad. Well, you're because not you a, wouldn't choose you're to not be called Tad. Hitler. Would you? Would you name a child Tad? You're I'm, like, there not, you go. You're, good luck in the world. Your name is fucking Tad. If I were, if I were a frog, yeah, <laughs> it's a good starter name. Yeah, for a frog, people name their kids some weird stuff. Yeah, but Tad. Yeah, Tig. Tig is cool. Well, Tig Nataro. Yeah, she's, she's really cool. cool. She's very cool. So some lady comes up, up to thing? Sam and hands him a note, and then she like scurries off. And Sam's like, "I gotta go." He Good like note. pulls the like I have an important job. He pulls card. the note card. Yeah, I think what happened there. This is kind of like if you like go on a date and you have your friend call you like half an hour into it it's like yeah he's got an fake, app fake an emergency he clicks the app well, and I think, someone walks up to him with a note i think what the signal was is throwing the champagne flute into the garden yeah. <laughs> if i smash my <laughs> champagne on the mm-hmm. ground then yeah. it's come up and get me out of the situation wait is there really an app where people can make up an excuse no i just it, made that up no th- i think there actually is one it like triggers a phone call to you what? After a few minutes, 
this. So you can be like, oh, oh my God, really? I'll be right there. Oh, I'm so sorry. I have to leave. <laughs> How long would you carry on your fake conversation? <laughs> I was just like, I would carry it on like, like when I already left the place. Well, C- CJ has to do that later in the episode. Yep. I want to just like have my conversation till the other person leaves. I'm just like I'm gonna, t- I gotta take this. <laughs> that's that's like the most amazingly passive aggressive way of dealing. With like, don't even say goodbye. Sorry, just be like, this, 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 like you stay the and they the leave. Yeah, they leave. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's some commitment. Yeah. Oh, uh, can you leave twenty dollars for the check? Though? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't bring any cash. <laughs> it's cash only, you know. Um, so the, after that's the president and Sam. Well, there's like a quick thing with the president, like uh, smooth talking. The Icelandic ambassador seems like things are back on track there. He told a story about playing trombone. Was that Ainsley's instrument? The trombone the other week. Is that the long trumpet? I think so. It yeah. gets longer and shorter at your will. <laughs> yeah. So another. Uh, I didn't even think about this till just now. Oh Again, no Ainsley. She's disappeared. Yeah, Where's her? I really hope she didn't go down the Mandy oh, hole. She missed my Ains. Yeah, she's good. Um, I don't think she's gone, but she's definitely like her arc is complete now. She's just like when we need her to pop up yeah. and be like oh, a lawyer that's character. Sad. We need more Ains. Yeah, pretty good. But uh, yeah, she's, she's dead to us now. All right. So yeah, Iceland's back on track uh, because the president uh, told a trumpet story and a Sam- trumpet. Sam comes up, and this is where they, the note said that they found out that they were draining hydrogen from the missile. Everyone seems immediately clear on what this means. Everyone seems to immediately grasp that this is important. And bad. Oh, and bad. wow. They're draining the, uh, the hydrogen? Like, I don't, I have, I don't, I still don't know what they, that means. Explain it later. I, I still don't know, though. So I, I believe. What is that's like the it's the fuel essentially, and it's hard to come by, I guess, but I don't think it actually is that hard to come Can by. Can we assume that if you're draining the liquid hydrogen, you're being robbed? No, no, they're saying they say later that it's to steal the warhead, so I guess they're just saying let's take all the highly volatile rocket fuel out oh. of the rocket, and now it's just the warhead and then an empty tube, and then you can transport it without having to worry about like heat you know, kinetic energy, whatever the hell else. That's a good energy. Remember when we went to war with Iraq because they found some, like, aluminum cylinders in the hmm. desert? And they hmm. were like, oh, it's proof that they're making missiles because yeah. we found these tubes. Well, a guy named, what was it, Snow Cone? It's a curveball. Curveball. <laughs> Snow Cone. And then also from Sam, there is not, no word from Galileo yet. So we're still we're still waiting on that. And I believe we're going to be waiting the rest of the episode. They don't really get any more updates. They just no, keep talking not, about it. Yeah, we are not resolved. CJ and Charlie is the next scene. Uh, CJ gets a phone call. She has to walk outside because you can't take a phone call in the middle of a symphony anymore. Uh, I thought this was a free country. Yeah. <laughs> so but she can't even take it in the lobby. She has to take it outside, outside. Um, but on the way, she's walking with Charlie, and he reveals himself to be the green bean leaker. Bum, mm-hmm. bum, bum. Mm-hmm. Mysteries are solved. And then CJ's like, oh my god, how could you do this? We're gonna have so many problems over green beans. And he's like, bitch, calm down. Yeah, he kind of is like, bitch, calm down. Like, Did you leave any wiggle room? Wiggle room? 
What the hell? CJ doesn't like green beans. We won Oregon by 10,000 votes. I don't know how many green bean farmers they have out there, but if they're 10,001, then we're screwed. CJ. This is a serious thing now. Well, I'm sorry I mouthed off the reporter, but you're out of your mind. No, I'm... Education's a serious thing. Crime, jobs, national security. In 18 months, I've been to Oregon four times, and not a single person I've met there has been stupid. Everybody's stupid in an election year, Charlie. No, everybody gets treated stupid in election year, CJ. It's like, it's green beans. CJ, what the hell yeah, is what he says. Yeah, boo you tripping. Yeah. And at first they make it seem like, it's like, no, you don't understand, Charlie. It's no, green No, you beans. tripping. But then, like, he makes a really good point, and it's like, no, 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 CJ. Actually, you're the one who doesn't understand. Actually, Oregon doesn't matter. Well, he's, he's like, I don't want to live in a world where this, where this matters. Yeah. And she's like, me neither. And he, they say that really great thing about how we have to stop treating everyone like they're stupid. And she says that everyone's stupid during an election season. And he's That's like, true. no, yeah. you just treat them like they're stupid. CJ's like, everyone's I think, I think stupid. CJ's right there, though. Yeah, think? everyone's really dumb. Yeah. Yeah. People are really, really dumb. I really wanted to, like. People are like Be so dumb. Side, yeah, no. The list that the president's favorite foods is very like kid, kid palatey. Steak. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like chicken fingers, <laughs> tendies. <laughs> yeah, ch- ch- chicken tendos. <laughs> we just ate chicken tendos before coming over. Oh, here. they're called tendies now. Chicken tendies. T- tendos. They're just called tendies. <laughs> Come on, guys. But I mean, remember Why are they called tenders. Sorry, say so soft. Remember when like George Bush Senior lost re-election because he didn't? He was he said the Texas thing. He was amazed by like a supermarket barcode scanner. Yeah, and and the broccoli thing. <laughs> I mean, a lot, I think of, a lot probably, of food based. And he threw up on the Japanese prime minister. The, Wait, the, the senior thing. senior. But that is a kind of evidence of of the siege's point of view. Yeah, people people um remember when. Hillary's email thing cost early election. <laughs> I mean, Remember like, when the president's Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Remember yeah. that crazy shit that happened? That's real? Mean. That is a real thing that now, has actually happened? Are we sure it's real? <laughs> are we sure we're living in, in like a real dimension right now? No. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure this isn't a simulation. Right? Maybe You're we'll wake Elon up. Elon Musk on me now. Yeah. You can't rule it out, guys. Maybe this is all I, like a big lesson. Like, like we're going to have to live through no, the, the so simulation I quick saved, for a year. I quick saved before November 7th. Yeah. I was just going to quick load that Maybe shit. Maybe we're in like a big like marble that's like a aliens game of marbles. Yeah. And all, like, like a bad CGI alien. What? Yeah. And we're just like a marble? Like at the end of the day, dude, we're all just like marbles. What if we're in the snow globe of a mildly autistic child? <laughs> That's that too. But like, are we the snow? That sounds kind of nice, though. Yeah. We're on the back of a giant turtle, and it's on the back of a giant or turtle. And it's turtles all the way down. It's <laughs> possible. You got any other crazy? Just tur- turtles all the way down yeah. to where? That's my favorite phrase. All the way. Turtles all the way. I read it in the There's like the brief uh, history of time. Which is kind yeah, of it's referencing Discworld. Discworld, yeah. No, it's like a. On the back it's of like an ancient creation myth. Flying in space. Yeah, Turtle, turtles point. all the way down. Um, yeah, it's some some tribes thing, There's but then like, but it's like, why is it that turtle this. on a turtle? Where where like where's the big turtle at? You gotta and have something for the turtle to be there on. Right, and, he, and he's only just one turtle, and he's just on the back of another turtle. So it's just turtles all the way down. <laughs> it's a great phrase. It's great. It is noun all the way down. 
will always make me laugh. So CJ walks outside on her phone call. And it's Tad time. Yeah, she is talking to Toby for a second. She says that she walked by somebody and got booed in person. (laughs) Then Tad creeps on her. Chad creeps up. Who is this guy? He seems very familiar. I like the way they shoot that. It's um, Uh she's on the phone and she's like, oh God, Tad. And he's he's like, he's a blur in the Mm. background getting slightly bigger. (laughs) It's awesome. By the way, she tries your strategy, Braden, of being on the phone until she it goes gives away. it up. And she she gives up though. You just gotta, you just gotta keep it up, and eventually they get they become hey, awkward. You hold, you hold a fin- one finger up. Yeah, just keep yeah. on f- one fingering them. <laughs> or you could just be like n- like mouthing like not a good time. Like yeah. this is really bad. Yeah. you know some shit's going. Like, and her, I work for the president. Her fake phone yeah. call is like not super convincing. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to put those figures out of the morning briefing and, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And she says something like, we'll get, go over those figures in the briefing tomorrow. And she's, he's like, is he a reporter? No, he works at the State Department. Uh, That's Tad. Got it. She, she leaks national security. She does. No, she's him. a press I, No, but she leaks. She does a leak, and I thought it was going to come up with the Russia thing, yeah. but it didn't come up. She no, didn't he, say oil refinery. She said missile silo. She leaked. She leaked, yeah. She, why? Why would she do that? When when she's departing in this scene, she she says to him, like... You're going to get a briefing in about an hour. On what? A Russian missile silo. I mean, I get that, like, he's probably going to find that out later, right? But But she said it. She, well, she doesn't like know yet call. whether that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, that's right. And that guy's leak. kind of a douche anyway. He's totally so. douche. Right. So he, he, he's wanted the, he wanted the job that CJ hired somebody else for. She's very she's she promoted from within. <laughs> she's very adamant about that. I promoted from within. Yeah. Promoting from within is very big in my family. Yeah. What does that mean? They hired somebody like junior inside of their own organization rather than like cross hiring from another company. He's so they they, okay. they promoted like the deputy deputy to the deputy instead of like bringing in the deputy. We're from big, state. On, yeah, it's big hiring but, from within. It's bigger in her family. Yeah, and he thought he was going to get the job. He thought he was well qualified. You know what he's qualified for? To be a dick. To be a doo doo. <laughs> yeah, he he and CJ dated for six weeks five years ago. And it wasn't because I stopped seeing you. No, of course it didn't have anything to do with that. Was. Six weeks, five years ago. He ghosted on her, I guess. Wait, I. this is the first time I think I've understood what she said. Did you think she meant exact five, yeah. five yeah, years the way she says to it. the day, but it's no big deal, I don't care. <laughs> right, that's exactly what I thought. It was like a funny little joke. <laughs> it's been 2,349 days since we dated, but I haven't thought yeah, about it. Yeah, like no big you. deal. We dated like, yeah. Nope. Was it yeah, Tuesday? It's like it's like European <laughs> style. They start with like the small number first and move up. <laughs> yeah, so they either dated for a day five years and six weeks ago, or they dated for six weeks five years ago. It's unclear That's a little. The one. That's the one. And then uh they stop talking after that and the guy thinks that it's personal and I don't know what he expected uh to get out of that conversation because cj is like a uh, guy that's not why like i i yeah. honestly don't care no dudes don't do this and don't, then he's don't like, be like this guy he's like burning a bridge this and, is the worst guy but he yeah. says i thought you'd be more professional about this i thought you'd be more professional about me bringing our personal relationship well, into says, our professional like, yeah. <laughs> by the way it's not because you don't fuck it believe me it wasn't because you were bad in bed or anything like that no i didn't think it was tad 
I mention it because I know a lot of women who worry about that. I don't. You're good in bed. I'm great in bed. And she's like, Bitch. Yeah, I fuck yes, real good, bra. And, and catches, like, catches some attentions of three dudes who yeah. are like, I'll give like a thumbs up and a okay sign. Do people still say like in bed? Like, uh, other she than says, like I'm the great for- in bed. other than the fortune cookie game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> under the sheets. Other than like, I'm eating dinner in bed, <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, Baby. I think I think we I think we say in the sack now. Yeah. Oh, do they? <laughs> when I say I'm good in bed, I am talking about breakfast. I'm talking yeah. about sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great at that. I'm fucking the best in bed. <laughs> Sex, not so much, but just a general like in bedness. Like laying around. Yeah. Oh my god! Let's call it in bed. Though. Yeah. I watched this episode of this show twice today in bed both times. Just mm. twice? Yeah. I watched it thrice. Nice. Really? Yeah. Wow. No, no. I just wanted to one up you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wanted to one up you in the bedroom. Yeah. What's what's one more than thrice? Thrice. And why don't they call eleven one t one? Sounds too much like twenty one. <laughs> You've been thinking about this, haven't you? It's on the internet. Um, yeah. And then CJ is like, "I gotta, I gotta go, guy. I'm, I'm missing the symphony." Um, and gives a pretty good burn on the way out. I thought he's like, "What can I do to, you know, be better in the future? Yeah, have a better shot at this in the future." And she's like, "Vote for the other guy because you're never working in this White House." But that's so. What? What? Who? Who's like? I'll get you. And then he's like, tell me what I did wrong there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Re-rack. Let's try this again. He's like, assume I'm going to play along with this whole charade. Well, it was weird how you brought up the sex thing. Yeah. That was... Let's maybe rewind this whole... First of all, like that made me feel weird. Yeah, he... he, When you like almost immediately brought up the (laughs) sex stuff. He goes, okay, let me reset. And he goes... (laughs) And he makes the rewinding noise. If you... And this is true. If you make the rewinding noise, it's all good. Yeah. (laughs) So the next scene is uh, starts with Sam. He's in the back of a limo in the motorcade. And he's on the phone with Josh. Uh, They're talking some bullshit about stamps or something i don't know and then stamps.com uh oh yeah then they're talking about mallory and how she snuck up on him earlier and then she like peeps her head there's a lot of people sneaking up on people (laughs) she's a sneaker the kennedy center is good for sneaking (laughs) and then she like bangs on the door window and then (laughs) the car is not moving (laughs) i should mention (laughs) sam gets out and gets off the phone with josh there's some funny stuff about like describe what she's wearing she's like she's right in front of me man why does josh want to know what she's wearing she's that's weird very cute i mean she's an attractive woman she's a very uh, a good looking uh have you ever been uh, on the phone with one of your guy friends uh lady when they're going also, on a date or something you're like well, tell me what she's wearing this, this what happens this boobs. happens in like entertainment where people are like what are you wearing or whatever right but I feel like in reality, you also ask for like age. Sex well, I feel like well, that, but I feel like in reality, a lot of men would have a really hard time accurately describing what women are wearing. Yeah, she's got like a blouse and a pants. It's like is I don't is that a Her chiffon? Describe what I'm wearing. right Is it now. a slip? You, are you asking me? Is to that do a that? slip? <laughs> like a shirt? That some sort and of a graphic tee? <laughs> 
It's literally a sweatshirt and sweatpants. Jeans? No, not even close. Jeans? What's a blouse? <laughs> That's a girl's shirt. That's a shirt, no, but it's a girl wears it. A man can I wear defined a it. No, blouse. no, no, and no, um, no. What about the the puffy frilly shirt on Seinfeld? Only that shirt. That is a blouse. You're right, but most men don't wear that shirt. I think... Steven Tyler can pull off a blouse. Yeah. Steven Tyler, but he, but but he literally wears women's shirts. Got it. That's the thing. Is is the he can? You're right that he could pull it off. Is the, but he's wearing a blouse, a literal blouse. Billowy, I want to say. Oh, yeah. so billowy. Yes, billowy. Very, for blouses, the there's billowy shirt. much billow, yeah. and like a of a a silky nature. Yeah, you know. Okay, I'm just. Saying, I feel like it, I feel like what men want to know is like. She wore like a stage one boob and butt cover. <laughs> What's stage one? No, I got it. Just like the off. I get stage. it. <laughs> like how many stages are there? Ten. As many stages as you need to to show how far away from one it is. So... <laughs> At least she's just never gonna understand There's just us. So don't many get things it. that doesn't. Yeah, you just don't get us. Yeah, so the the stage one is what those like. <laughs> plastic like thick bodies wear on the street those like spandex like things that the weird like five outfits for four dollars stores in manhattan have <laughs> you guys know these i'm sorry there's like these stage like, one there's like these covering? like there's like these like big ass uh mannequin bodies <laughs> wearing They're like large ass like, like ones yeah. of the big but yeah yeah like yeah wearing like wearing like club and gear i haven't yeah. been to the strawberry I mean, store like yoga pants are yeah. stage one butt covers Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. What's so, a stage 10? Give me a stage 10. So is a stage one like the most revealing? The most butt? Yeah. Is that be like a bikini? Like tier one. This is a I'm stage saying. one butt cover. Yeah. We got a stage one B. We got a stage one BC- BBC. <laughs> Boob and butt cover. Is that we got an S1 BBC. Is that Here. what BBC stands for? Yeah, that's actually. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I never knew what that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, they kind of have a, a scene that's a reverse of this scene, the last scene that they have together, which was Sam talking about education, but like taking up an argument that he didn't actually believe. And there's like a really minor version of that here where Mallory is saying like, oh, you're wasting all this money on the space program and it can't even talk back from Mars. Like, what the hell? And Sam gets the, you know, talk poetically a bit here. Do we really have to go to Mars? Yes. Why? Because it's next. We came out of the cave, and we looked over the hill, and we saw fire, and we crossed the ocean, and we pioneered the west, and we took to the sky. The history of man is hung on a timeline of exploration, and this is what's next. This is, like, the whole Mallory being back in this episode thing feels like just we need someone who we can experience, uh, like, admiration of Sam vicariously through. I mean, or just, but like, also someone to goad she, Sam into She's so very pretty. Saying true. stuff. Yeah. She's also very sneaky. Such a sneaker. Yeah. She's like a she's like a ginger. She's and like a, a little ninja, homunculus. So she's like a ginger. She's like a. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and they leave the scene where she's like sorta okay with the photo thing. Now she's like, we'll talk about it later, but don't worry no. about it. Don't worry about it tonight when we're not talking. She's anymore. very cool. Sort of, but she doesn't say like, "Oh, it's no big deal." No, she's, she's like, really cool. Like, I'm she's gonna, realistic. She's like, "I'm gonna bring it up later." Who says the thing about precedent being uh, the mother's milk of making your point That's and being later. right? Um, so there's no, this is the best. So there's, That's no, awesome. Okay, yeah. So there's Donna and Josh. After that, um, she is looking for. I thought that was Donna. No, any precedent to find with the stamps thing? Ah, ha! What you got there? 
Precedent, baby. Precedent. Precedent, the mother's milk of, you know, making your point and being right. Here's somebody who had a unpopular political belief that we still put on a stamp. So she, she cannot. What? what does she find? She starts with some stuff that doesn't work so well. Because they then actually didn't end up being on stamps. A list. One of those people is the Confederacy. Somewhat unpopular mm, political. Some, <laughs> what, what is more disastrous politically to make a stamp celebrating the Confederacy or Puerto Rican statehood? They were also big on yeah. states' rights. <laughs> they were. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> they owned humans. <laughs> For life, they would own them. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, Donna wants the stamp. Josh is uh, unsure about it still. They don't really resolve it here. Uh, the next scene is Leo and the Russian ambassador. They seem to be pretty deep in like a negotiation here. So they're talking about the logistics of, okay, we can send people in, but there's got to be some Finnish people there to back up or whatever. And she's wants more control over it than Leo is willing to give. But it seems like they're somewhat making some headway then the president's like actually russia you're a, a jerk yeah, where do you get so the president's been drinking i think what the? <laughs> your paranoia was a lot sexier back when you guys were communists nadia from where do you get the nerve to try and dictate terms on this are you insane he's like where do you get the nerve who do you think you are i'm the president put him up yeah he's got his uh bow tie like untied dangling down pretty good look i gotta that say is, that's a good look yeah and then uh, he gives a big list of like all the times they screwed up recently, stuff about... Your best trained operators have left or died. The ones you've got aren't paid very much when they're paid at all. They don't have enough to train with. Your ICBMs are well beyond their warranty life. Not seven weeks ago, you mistook a Norwegian weather rocket for a submarine-launched Trident missile because the cross-tack information never made it to the Russian CNC system. And then yeah, he finally ends and he says... It's like, I don't know where you get the nerve. And then she says, From a long, hard winter, Mr. President. Yeah, they seemed owned. Super important. They seem owned they in the moment. They do a look. They do yeah, a like, look like, the, you're fuck, right about the winter damn, thing. Dog, like, wow, it. it's long I don't, and, and, and cold. It's cold. I don't get it. Why is that <laughs> such a big deal? I think it's a metaphor. It's the Cold for... War. I, it's, like, it's like, where do you get the nerve? Like, playing power games over your like web your degrading weapons arsenal and then she's like because you it's it's because you that we have that weapons i learned it from you dad yeah (laughs) but that's Uh. but i don't i i think she's playing into like the russian myth too of like you know we're a a cold faring people and like this is just part of our that's the argument for how they defeated the nazis is they were just like you cold yeah Wait, you don't know nothing about cold yet. Yeah, it's cold there. But yeah, it's it's a important sounding thing. But if you try to break it down, it doesn't really mean much. So I have a, I have a Russian friend at work, and he's constantly telling me about all the ways in which we we're propagandized about Russia. He told me Siberia gets to ninety Not that degrees cold. in the summer. <gasps> wow, I would have no idea. That's amazing. Bring him on the show. I want to hear more about this. Yeah, yeah. Thank we'll do you. Do a whole Siberia episode. Bring him on. Bring Vlad on or whatever. Yeah, Ivan. Close, Sergey. No. Are yeah, you keep guessing? I, I can't. Boris. I, that's all I got. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. After that, is... Dimitri. No, that's Greek. <laughs> I knew someone named Dimitri. He was. Greek. Was he Greek? Aha. No, he was great. Greek. Great. Greek. Greek. 
No, he's Russian, and he's great. Ah, I knew it. He was a bodyguard. Bodybuilder. That's the propaganda? There's other stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, Siberia is pretty nice. Because, like, I mean, Minnesota <laughs> probably gets warm, too. But, I mean, Siberia, you get the impression that it's, like... It's not a good place. I, I'm not... Year-round. But it's, like, 90% sure. of Russia. I mostly think of, That's like, the fact. gulags and stuff when That's I think not of a fact. that. I just made That's it. the propaganda. I'm yeah, it's of. very yeah, gulag up like, there. Like, a, a press, oppression. Well, that's just the impression the, we the get labor camps. in general. Uh, yeah, uh. is that propaganda? Yeah, he says. Yeah. Not according to Pussy Riot. Mm. Well. Who am I going to believe? Well, it is Women's Day. We'll go with the Pussy Gals. Yeah. Go with the Pussy Gals for now. They seem legit. Yeah, they wear the hats. So the president goes into the Oval Office after this meeting, after he gets thoroughly owned by the Russian ambassador. And it's cold. In he's Russia. got kind of the four main staff people in there. And nobody really has any good news on any good updates on their thing. You know, the stamp thing. Oh, I guess, you know, they got to they got to resolve oh, everything. CJ fucks good. C- yeah. CJ's got some good news, though. She's like, <laughs> yeah. there may, there may be some good news coming out. For her to say that? Yeah. Yeah. We don't care how you fuck Siege. We love you no matter how you fuck. And it's not... When you bring it up, it makes us feel fucky. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just mean like it's a trap. It's like there's no right response Um, for that. Yeah. So Toby has a solution for the green bean things. He's going to do a photo op of the president eating green beans and talk about how he wants... People to send him green bean recipe. Nom nom. This, the president <laughs> likes his beanie weenie. CJ takes a stand against green beans. Yeah. This sounds like it's going to work out like the uh, the Trump taco bowl photo, <laughs> where he's like thumbs up over a bowl of green beans. You gotta let Bartlett be Bartlett, and Bartlett <laughs> don't like green beans. Yeah, yeah, but they're really quite tasty. Put I know. Some, put I some mean, butter he's on a nuts. bitch. He's nuts. So basically, but... Charlie and Donna set the policy for the White House. <laughs> is the moral of this episode? Yeah, yeah. Because Josh comes around on the stamp thing too. After being like scolded by CJ preemptively for not having the right view on, it. he's like, "I was going to say that you just didn't let me talk." It's it's kind of like, I mean, I guess there's some foods I don't like either, but it's kind of like kiddish to not like. I don't like food. Least favorite green food. Uh, I don't, Least I'm kind of dependent on them, so I, I like most like, of them. I don't like a broccoli rob. Ooh, Too bitter. Oh, the rob. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, the rob. It's so bitter. Too bit. It's too so bitter. bitter. You're gonna piss off the Northern California vote. Yeah. There, there you oh, go. No. You just lost the uh, rob. Do you know? You know those like delis in Midtown that have like a buffet for lunch. No. And they spell everything incorrectly. Yeah, I, I love those signs. Yeah. So my favorite one was broccoli rape. Oh, that is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then second to the chicken Snoopy, which was chicken snow pea. <laughs> but also topically relevant because of snow peas are like a green, green well, snap Well, did it have pea. peanuts in it? No. Oh. I just found a photo of red velvet. <laughs> <laughs> with a B, which that was pretty funny and the same same exact sign it's a one sheet of paper oatmeal rasin r-a-s-i-n yeah <laughs> which is pretty also pretty good it's not as good as uh broccoli rape though broccoli rape is the best and a really serious problem we should be addressing wow. in this country rape culture yeah broccoli rape culture broccoli rape culture yeah i guess they kind of came down on the right side the 
good side of all the things here, sort of. But they're, like, they're really inconsequential things. In the end, after our, our Manic Pixie Dream liberal president struggles with the temptation to not be liberal, he eventually decides yeah. to side on the side of yeah. liberalism. Also, in, in By the- not kowtowing to the bean lobby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he is. He's kowtowing. He's kowtowing. I don't know even know what that word means. Kowtowing? I mean, I get it, but I don't know where it comes from. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> is it like cow tipping? That's really T- bad. Towing. So everybody leaves the office except the president flags down CJ to stay. For a smoke sesh. Pulls out a cigar and lights it up and walks Pops out of the up. portico. And he starts talking about the symphony and how he was didn't like the first part of it, but the new part he really liked quite a bit. And he, the way he describes it is kind of cool. At first I wasn't hearing. I had 19 different things on my mind, but then I did. And CJ, it was magnificent. It was genius. He built these themes, and at the beginning, it was just an intellectual exercise, which is fun enough, I guess. But then in the fourth movement, he just let it go. I really didn't think I could be surprised by music anymore. He's very analytic about whether he likes music or not. You just gotta feel it, man. You gotta feel it in your balls. That's how you know you like music. Your balls. <laughs> I like rock and roll. So the advice is to feel it in, like, my ovaries? Yeah. <laughs> You just feel it right in the uterus when it's good. Yeah, that's how you tell. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, he said he's going to write this guy a letter, which is which is super nice, I guess. And, um, what stamp is going to put on that letter? The president mentions about the Galileo classroom event. It's like, oh, I guess we're going to have to cancel it. And CJ's like, oh, I, you know, you should do it either way. I think you should do the classroom either way. Yeah. We have at our disposal a captive audience of school children. Some of them don't go to the blackboard or raise their hand because they think they're going to be wrong. I think you should say to these kids, you think you get it wrong sometimes? You should come down here and see how the big boys do it. Uh, That's a broad theme. Decent theme, yeah. That's a broad theme. Probably applicable to school children, so Mm -hmm. good application. Um, And the president seems to like that, so I guess they're just going to have this really boring thing. Yeah, it's going to be really boring. What would we have seen here? Can you describe it to us? Let's show some uh, drawings of what Mars might look like. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. And the president looks up and he says, talk to us. <laughs> Speaking to the robot. And that's it. Credits. Um, uh, yeah, so the credits is the uh, meeting in the Oval Office with the staff at the end. So two of them, three of them are in fancy gear and Josh and Toby aren't. Uh, so that's it. That's it. Uh, headlines? I've got some headlines. I got two yeah. headlines. I got some headlines. I got right. some space ones. All right, you want to do, let's go with space ones first. Do you guys You go. You go. Okay, you I'm going to set the bar. You real, go. Set it. Set it. Low. Set it. Okay. Set it. Uh Galilei nope. Galilei nope. <laughs> Did you also have that? I mean, there's not that much to do on Galileo. I had Gal- I had Galileo shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would have gone with the oh no. I did Galileo no. Yeah, I and I, but I also had Galileo before I got there, and also Gale. Hey, no, I have Galen a- Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Galileo thing. McGarry. <laughs> Don't judge. Um, I have probably not gonna make it to Mars. <laughs> really? Because I had probal warning. I think mine's funnier. <laughs> probal. <laughs> That's another thing. 
But, it's a two. It's a two stepper. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> space that old space ones. Um. Yeah. I have a green bean one. Okay. What? That's crazy. Who would do that? There will be no green beans. <laughs> okay. That's all. In the white Send house. that far, boo. I love you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I had Mars that. retracts. I... Mars retracts. Oh, that's good. That's good. Continue. I have some green beans. I have some green beans. I don't have any green beans. So you go. I got green beans steamed. Cause, like, <laughs> like they're angry. Yeah, they're mad. I call the president a beanie baby. <laughs> I said, I would love a president Bartlett beanie baby. I just have to say that. I said, this a uh, green, like I'm like, this a green. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously he a grainy meanie, but I think last of all, I called him Bean Laden. <laughs> yeah, I really like disagreeing. You like that because right. like you're disagreeing. Yeah. That's what that's how I spelled it too. Disagreeing. Yeah. My favorite is Beanie Baby. <laughs> you guys have any stamp ones? Yeah. Oh, all right. God, no. Mine requires a little background knowledge. <laughs> okay. Um, Stamps go on mailed packages. No, about okay. Puerto Rico. Oh. Are you familiar with the uh, very popular Puerto Rican dish, mofongo? That's a... It's an island... Uh, banana just, cheese thing? It's a banana. No, it's got pla- platanos. <laughs> it's a savory dish. No, but it's got plantains. It has plantains that are like fried. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then it has I like... Got, I, I call... Bananas. Kind of that's that's what I call bananas. Oh. That's what I call bananas. Right. So anyway, Green you just have to know the name of it. Plantain banana. Um, uh, White House gives Mofung go ahead for new stamps. Oh, can we go back to before she said that? <laughs> yeah, I called it a uh, stamp of approval. White House signals support for Puerto Rican stamphood. Cool. I got the president a beanie baby. <laughs> <laughs> You can't live off that one forever. <laughs> I did, though. <laughs> I did, though. <laughs> All right, any other ones? No. All right. So, good good stuff this week. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. good. That's good. Okay, so final thoughts? I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. Um, was good. It was. I, I learned was a lot about a lot Mars about beans and, oh. be- and, and Mars beans. and Galileo. Beans about and everything this yeah. episode and uh, a fake Puerto Rican person. <laughs> and I feel like Rest you know the, the messages were hopeful, and uh, they, they, were, they were trying to say a lot of good things. My favorite part was at the end when the president and CJ were like, "We should show them that it's okay to be wrong and to should fail a little bit." Yeah, because they're wrong. A lot in the government. Yeah, yeah. But people are wrong in a lot in life. I do a wrong like every day. Yeah. I mean, how many of those like SpaceX like automatic landing rockets blew up on the launch pad That's before a they big wrong? Yeah. Before they do that like super futuristic looking thing that they finally figured out how to do now, where they can like land a rocket in reverse. Yeah. upright on the landing pad like that's crazy yeah but they had to blow up probably a few hundred million dollars worth of rockets to yeah. get it to work like but basically think... all of my rockets have failed yeah mm. <laughs> yeah i think that you know i can't even get an order right of johnny rockets yeah <laughs> i can do that 
Um, but yeah, I think that a lot of people are afraid to fail and they get paralyzed by their, their fears, you know? And it's... But if you never failed, if you never really failed, mm-hmm. you'd be a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You... You'd be awful. No, it's true. But or if I... you never had to like face the consequences of failure, if you yeah. like never had to accept your failure, if you were able to just kind of like write off your failure as some sort of a success. Yeah. You'd end up like. Mark Zuckerberg or something. That's not the person I was thinking about. But there's a there's a people <laughs> out there. Yeah. You just you don't really learn a lot if you don't fail. That's how you That's learn. how you learn. That's yeah. the way. You know, we're wrong. We're wrong a lot. Yeah. Personally, and I don't want to extend this any longer than we have to, but I am wrong a lot. <laughs> I am wrong. I'm like so frequently wrong that I think like I shouldn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. Ever, because I'm probably wrong. But then, you're if I didn't about that, I'm pro- that. But then I think you're probably wrong. So I like this episode. I think it's a very well structured episode, and I don't think there's anything like majorly wrong with it. But it's also like an extraordinarily light one. It's like, very light. There's, Fun. There's no politics really at all, and other than like we've the, got some the process. green bean pro- well, politics there, behind the tyranni- scenes. We're a tyranny against. Yeah, Puerto I guess Rico, that's, that's the like heavy. issue that they get into, but that's not tangible at all. It's like not even like Puerto Rico wants to become a state and they're sending like an angry delegation. It's like oh, this it's fake seven man. levels removed from even discussing that topic. Even though they still make all the points that they would, but like there's no weight to the Yeah, there's plot. no there's no imminent decision about that. Right. Yeah. And so and then the green bean thing is like Totally crazy because green beans are so like, good that like that's not even a plot. Like, yeah, <laughs> and then the Galileo thing is also like doesn't is interesting. I mean, you know, the, it that was you know, the huge pre- medieval the, politics. The president has to deal with NASA every once in a while, so it is something that would theoretically come up, but it's not like working out a deal and stuff. But um, and then they do the CJ like feeling dumb thing, which for some reason is in the previously on is completely like a aborted plot line in this episode. So they it's in a couple scenes, but like I don't know why they needed it in the previously on for it to be well, referenced it just again. Be all Mallory. Sure it could. Remember this hot bish? <laughs> but it, it seemed like it was setting up something where there would be some kind of something with CJ and it just didn't end up happening. There so, were just like a couple things where she like joked with Toby, you're not smarter than I am, but it didn't really pay off in a And she way. got told about the her hard cheese comment got mocked yeah. a little yes yeah, so i think there's like some missed opportunities in this one but it's it's pretty solid overall and it's very fun and yeah i, I like call it hard cheese no this is some medium cheese it's like a soft cheese i okay. love a soft cheese yeah that's what i'm saying this episode was exactly like a, like a really nice like ca- a soft camembert like a really soft cheese you know or a brion crout mm, brion crout <laughs> yeah can we all agree this episode is a Brian Crute? I think it was most like I would have to say a Brian Crute. What's, yeah. what's the what's that? Is That's that one like, of the ones that comes in like a little wheel by itself? No, you it's put a like, brie right on there. It's like a you take a whole wheel of brie and you put it in puff pastry and then you bake it in the oven. Hell yeah! Oh, that's what Frankie then, did. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. That's Brian Crute. It's like in a on a crute on a crute, you know. Which is it? Yeah. <laughs> And I then got you it. cut it open, like and a it's crouton. all melty it. and wonderful. That sounds also, good. Brian Crude is Harry Covert's ex-lover. Oh, <laughs> bless her. She's a. I, I, this... I wish they never broke up. It's Brie. Honestly, B R E E. Brie. Yeah. 
on crew. On crew. Yeah. Last yeah. French. Yeah. Oh, I love them when they're French. They don't shave, but it's she cool. She just couldn't deal with his exciting detective lifestyle anymore. You know, well, I wasn't paying her enough she, attention. She's actually yeah. the cousin of his nemesis, Crudité. <sighs> I hope they don't incest each other. But if they do, it's okay. <laughs> and we're not going to judge them. That's okay. Not that we do it. It's in the, the novel. In I the did, French have different moral standards. Thank for you. This stuff. In moral the novel, standard. I describe <laughs> Brian Crude as wearing stage one boob and butt covers. Oh, S one BBC. Still don't yeah. know what that is. We'll have to go into I'll more show detail. You. I'll show you. Can you make me a spreadsheet? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wait. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. One more thing. Okay. Thing. At least got more thoughts. This is. Um, I Facebook reminded me. This is like a year since we posted our second episode. So technically, we've had oh, an anniversary. Of oh yeah, this oh. is like a an happy anniversary. The, 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 happy the anniversary. first March first was the first episode. There you go. Yeah, so we ha- done it. Happy anniversary a week ago. We did it, guys. Yeah, and by the Ooh. time this posts, happy anniversary two weeks ago. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Adios. That's all, folks. Bye-bye.